to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 199, The Daleks, episode 5 through 7. My name is John, and joining me every time we have a rope coming over is my good friend Taylor. Taylor. Hey. It happened. It did. <laughs> we'll get to it, though. How we are will, you, sir? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty well. I'm pretty well. Um, it feels like it's been a month since we've talked, and it's only been two weeks. I know. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, the old schedule, basically. I know. I'm not... I'm not used to it. It did feel weird last week uh, while we were having our little shelter in place vacation at the beach. Yeah. Um, uh, to not record. And yet it feels like so much has happened in the past two weeks. Every time I think but the world can't get weirder, it gets weirder. It does get not weirder. Not the good kind of weird. Not like the, the hell you're kind of weird. No. Like the what on earth are we doing to ourselves kind of weird. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I am well. I'm trying to think of um, anything of importance that has happened in the in the last two weeks. Um, I mean, we'll get to what's making us happy, but I guess as a general, oh boy, general updates, nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> got nothing? Okay. No, nothing on the general update front right. that I can think of off the top of my head right now. All right. But yes, it was weird to not record last week. I actually think at one point I went, oh, no, I have to watch those episodes. And I went, oh, wait, no, I don't. Not yet. I'm good. I know. I know. I'm good to go. It was very weird waiting until today. And it's like, oh, I got to remember to do that. (laughs) Yes. It was a busy day. Yes, it was a busy day. And I still somehow managed to uh, squeeze these um, three should have been two episodes. We'll get to that, (laughs) though. We will. (laughs) Um, but before we get to that, we got a couple of things to take care of, but first let's go with what's making us happy this week, Taylor. Well, I'll be honest, being able to, um, safely and responsibly just get away from the house, get away from our town. Yeah. Uh, not that anything's wrong with Livermore, don't get me wrong. Um, but just, just to get away, just to go somewhere for a few days um was a delight and rejuvenative and to be able to you know not just dip my toes in the ocean but to literally just dunk my whole body in it nice just yeah it it's needed i i i think if you look up my my sign or whatever it's it's an earth sign but i am very connected to the ocean mm. and yeah i find it very very wonderful and and the kids wanted to you know go kind of you know further into the water with me this year than they did two years ago so nice that's always fun too and and, um yeah it was a good time it was it was um very needed um especially because ever since getting back things have kind of been a roller coaster yeah Um, but you know what everybody's healthy and well right now and that's that's kind of what matters absolutely yeah we're just trucking our way now literally into august i'm i'm looking to my left we have kind of redesigned three quarters of the room in which i both work and record from and there is now 
my wife's like whiteboard and computers and a desk set up. She's going to be teaching from right across from me. Oh, wow. Um, when the school year starts, the kids will be at least doing some of their learning from self same desk um, and then probably move to the kitchen table. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, we've started moving everything around, getting ready for the school year to start remotely. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a whirlwind. I'm not kidding. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. What about you though, my friend, what is making you happy? Oh man. I I mean, I'm kind of torn about it, but baseball's back. Um, I've, I've been watching, uh, my New York Mets play. Uh, they're two and two. They just won tonight. That was very exciting. Um, it's cool. it's interesting. It's interesting to see them play in front of no, no fans. I was gonna say they haven't put like a bunch of like anime pillows up in the stands or something. They have the cardboard cutout of fans, <laughs> and <laughs> See, I think really, maybe they have. I think I think Oakland might have giant plush bears. Okay, I don't know why. I think it might be them. I'm not sure. But sale at Costco. Yeah, I guess, but um, it's it's interesting, and they're piping in crowd noise as well. Oh, I'm sure. It's very it's it is a weird and interesting time, but I mean, baseball is back in some form, and I'm I'm, I'm happy about that. Good. I'm trying to think of of anything else. It's been two weeks since we recorded, mm-hmm. so I think I can safely say my my uh, stream setup is nearly complete so it's cool i say it's nearly because i just ordered i need more desk space (laughs) dude i hear you uh and i just ordered a a dual arm uh that can mount both of my main monitors for my computer so i have a a bit of desk space yeah that i can i've got i've got one of those it's gonna go high above my third monitor um, so I'm excited to get that set up and then get my desk more organized. Cause it just feels like I, if I put a cup on it, I have too much room. I don't have any I, room. Yeah. I'll be honest. I need to tidy mine up a little bit. I won't lie. I almost, um, just wanted to take the table that all of our podcast gear is on, but then I realized that would just be a huge inconvenience all around. And I don't want to have to, you know, set up one thing, take down another. Yeah. So, I mean, that's making me happy. The setup's fun. It's fun to stream. I've been streaming over at uh, twitch.tv slash that hashtag show. Um, I'm going to be doing some other some other stuff. It would be fun if, you know, there weren't, like, rights and stuff like that to, to hop on there and watch some old Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. But people get away with, like, the craziest stuff on, on Twitch. Like, I was... I was like, I want to watch wrestling, um, and I was like, I don't know if I could do that. And then I just typed in wrestling one day, and someone was just ho hum streaming an entire WWE event, and I was just like, wait, what? And it w- it was going for three hours. Wow! And so it was like nobody took them down. I also see a wrestler right now who is streaming r- wrestling, and he's just watching independent wrestling so it's it, it, i think you can do it you just have to figure out what the rights are to to yeah. watch stuff on there i think like you can't keep uh, the video i up. know yeah so and, you can, and that yeah. that would make sense you know stream it but not keep it yeah so um, i would de- I, I know i know that one of my uh thank you one of my uh one of my favorite podcasts the unbelievers podcast um they do a twitch stream 
periodically and they'll, they'll just hop on and they'll just watch like, you know, weird UFO and encrypted videos and stuff that they find on YouTube. That's fun. And, and chat about it. Um, yeah, it's, and, and that's a great, great podcast. It's, it's one of the few where I'm like, yeah, I have to support these guys on Patreon because I love what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I know, I know that, you know, there's some stuff where it's like, oh yeah, we can, we can do this. You know, we can, we can, uh, like I have a movie night and, and do this, but they don't keep that stream up. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got to figure out the legality of that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe I'll start, you know, cause I've got a backlog of wrestling I would like to watch. <laughs> so I, might as well stream while I watch yeah. it. Um, yeah. yeah. So we're trying to up that, make that a, a, a new thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what's making me happy this week. Awesome. And, and since we have taken, uh, you know, it's our, it's our normal, I guess normal. And it's not really normal anymore cause we're recording every week. So <laughs> we got two weeks of who news and we're going to, uh, we got a we got a a lot of it. We do, yeah, and and so let let's hit the ground running. Um, uh, sadly, uh, like right after we released uh, our last episode, uh, news broke that uh, Maurice. I'm going to pronounce it Roves. There is an umlaut over the e, so I don't know if that makes it Reeves, but mm-hmm. I'm going to say Roves, um, who played one of our favorite characters from Caves of Androzani, Stotts. Stop. The mercenary, yes, uh, he has passed away at the age of eighty-three. Oh, Stotts. Uh, mm-hmm. What a great wasn't wait wasn't Stotts in something else too? Wasn't he in two things? Um, I'm looking at he he was in a lot of things. He even played a Romulan captain in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Um, no, he was even in the film of The Last of the Mohicans. Um, but no, this, this was his only, Oh, you know uh, who I'm thinking of? Who are you thinking of? I'm thinking of the, the other kind of renegade mercenary from, from, uh, sevens era. Oh, you're thinking of the dude from Delta and the Bannerman? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But Stotts, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. With, 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 and it's hilarious because the, the link in the show notes, uh, we'll take you over to DoctorWhoNews.net, which is a very favorite source of ours. They've got the clip of like the crash landing cliffhanger where yes, where, where they're gonna crash into the planet. And five is just like over the top five. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, sad news in that uh, respect. But speaking of the Fifth Doctor, we are going to get Davison versus the, the Daleks late this year. Uh, from the folks at Big Finish. Yes. Two parts, Shadow of the Daleks 1 and Shadow of the Daleks 2, coming out in October and November of this year. Um, I'm excited just because I've seen Peter Davison's little recording room in his house. Yes, it's the best. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I man, I, just, I still have a bunch of Big Finish to catch up on just in terms of, like, their... Their downloads, their free downloads that they had. I mean, mo- more on that a little later in the yes, notes here. more on that shortly. More on that shortly. Um, but yeah, watch for that coming up. Now, this one, I, I probably should have either led with it or finished with it. But over at the Radio Times, apparently, back in 1985, young, teenaged Chris Chibnall wrote a theme song for Doctor Who. 
um, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so this, I believe this dropped in um, the latest issue of Doctor Who magazine. So if you get Doctor Who magazine, it's, it, it'll be in there. Um, he literally won a competition that Doctor Who magazine itself was running back in issue 106. So that's, that's now a collector's issue. Um, I'm reading the, the lyrics. Yes. And, and, and apparently they're not meant to fit the theme tune. So don't, don't try to make it fit. Yeah, there's no way it would fit. No, and and the article literally says, before you try singing it yourself, I'm told the words were not supposed to fit with the Doctor Who theme tune, so don't worry that it doesn't scan. Amazing. Um, yeah, I'm... It, this is... We've <laughs> reached that moment in history where fans are either acting on or running the show, and, and I do kind of love it. Yeah, it's great. I do kind of love it. Um, so yeah, definitely definitely go to the radio times link and and check it out um and who knows maybe somebody will sit down and actually put these words to a tune of its own yeah maybe it because i think that would be awesome yeah absolutely assuming that it all that all rhymes pretty decently <laughs> that would be nice definitely so in our latest bit of news from the time lord victorious uh uh grand schema that they are running they not only not only is it going to cover all sorts of different multimedias not only are you going to pay through the nose for an escape zoom but you can actually now also get figures that's right action figures oh okay do we have these action figures can we can i look at them uh you can see pictures of them i'm gonna look you can see artist artist renderings of them uh so hero collector uh, is releasing uh, four Time Lord Victorious huh. box set. I'm one of these days. I'm going to say Time Lord Victorian, and it's just going to be a completely <laughs> different story. Yes. Um, so we've got some brand new Dalek designs, which is oh okay. Um, and we're also going to get a box set. There's going to be four different box sets. The the fourth and final box set will include the Tenth Doctor clad in ornate and war-torn Gallifreyan robes. Oh, what? Oh, boy. That's awesome. Yep. You can find them for sale at all good specialist retailers, comma, Hot Topic, and comic shops or online from the Eagle Moss shop, um, or, or God willing, uh, in 199 days at Gallifrey 1. Yes, we, um, find them. Like, can I find them for sale now? Uh late October. Ah, late October, the first of the box sets drop. Okay. Oh, in October, so. there it is. I see it. Okay. Yes. I was looking yes. for like a, you know, a proper date or something. Nope. Nope. Just late October. Oh man. Um, man, and I won't lie. I know we are ninety-nine days away from the election, and a hundred and ninety-nine days away. Uh, from when Gallifrey one is scheduled to start, and I won't lie, I'm getting a little nervous about which. <laughs> um, frankly, about both. Yeah, but, I feel but like specifically, that's since we are a Doctor Who podcast and not a political podcast, although wear your damn masks, people. Black yeah. Lives Matter. Let's do it. Uh, uh, and wash your hands while you're at it. Who knows where they've been? And um, I'm a little nervous about Gallifrey one. I won't lie. 
Oh yeah, I am too. I'm we, all lying. We are I'm getting nervous. nervous. Yeah. I'm getting nervous. Yeah. Um, not to mention we are now at the end of July and they haven't announced any guests. Yeah, I mean, um, why would they? As, as, I'll be honest, as it is right now, like if it does happen and if I'm comfortable enough to go, um, I don't think I'm going to fly. Oh, you think you're going to drive? I Yeah, I, right. I'm a little too nervous to fly right now. I get it. Um, I get it. I know that if I drive myself in a car, I can control the germ situation more than I could in a plane. Absolutely. So, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see more on that in the next 199 days. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but boy. before we get to that, we have more news to get through. So good God, we've got new comics coming, new independent comics, no less, that are set in the Doctor Who universe. Hey, Cutaway so, Comics. <clears throat> yes, thank you. Cutaway Comics. We are um, going to have a comic that focuses on Lytton. Oh. Not the Pokemon Litten. Right. Um, but <laughs> Litten, who we saw in Resurrection of the Daleks. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh, okay, interesting. Um, and it is uh, actually written by Eric Sayward. Oh. It's got art from Barry Renshaw. Um, not only that, but further stories to come from Cutaway Comics include Omega. Yeah. Vengeance which sees rogue god Omega pulling the strings to escape his black hole prison. Oh, and not only that, not only that, but following that will be a return to the world of Paradise Towers. Ooh. I'm excited for that one. Okay. Now, are these do not involve the Doctor in any way? They are just in the, the universe of Doctor Who. Yes. Okay. Yes, correct. Um, And so... At the link in the show notes, there will be included, when you go to the article, a link to the Kickstarter that Cutaway Comics has started. And you can actually order Litten number one directly from Cutaway Comics uh, through there. Oh, that's cool. Through that through that article is what I'm trying to say, very poorly. Yeah, it's right, uh, it's right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so last weekend-ish, uh, San Diego Comic-Con at home happened um oh yes weren't watching for it you might have missed it and that's okay so when you said that i went oh no san diego who con was this weekend no um i actually i wrote one whole article for san diego comic-con for that hashtag show this weekend um yeah as opposed to the 17 i wrote last last week last year yeah um but yes it did happen this weekend it did, and whether or not you think it went off uh, wonderfully or was um, terrible, um, it was revealed that the coronavirus pandemic did nearly put a nail in the coffin that could have been the whole Time Lord Victorious yeah. uh, thing. Not not surprised not surprised either quite honestly when they first announced it i was like how on earth are they going to do this yeah in in the world that we are in now and uh yeah it it nearly did kill it but uh uh they worked hard and they are in the in the realm of pulling it off great although i still think they should just skip the whole panic room idea keep everything else i agree that's skip the one that's the only thing they should definitely just... And here's a synopsis or something like yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much. 
pretty much here's this guy who's going to walk around and do what you would have done if you were in this, but you've got a shot at him from across your computer. Yeah. <laughs> or something. Yes. For a lot of money. Um, and lastly, I was very surprised to see this this morning. The folks over at Big Finish, God bless them. They are doing a whole new series of weekly freebies. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> Thank, thanks, America, for not wearing your masks. We have new free Big Finish. Oh, I don't know that that's the right message we want to be sending, John. You're right. <laughs> uh, really, wear your damn masks. Uh, let's kick this in the butt. It's worth paying for Big Finish. Yes. Uh, Ugh. But yes, they they did uh, this week drop a, uh, a Jago and Lightfoot uh, story, which is is Doctor Who adjacent. Yes. If you're not familiar with them, um, and I think this one's even got I want to say six Leela and uh, Romana. Yeah. In it, if I'm judging just by the cover art. Yeah, I just downloaded. Yeah. I made sure to unlock it. I haven't had a chance to hop in and, and download it yet, but it's sitting there waiting for me. Excellent. Okay, so this week we watched, I guess, the conclusion for us of the Daleks. We watched episodes five through seven, uh, starring William Hartnell as the Doctor, Carol Ann Ford as Susan, William Russell as Ian, Jacqueline Hill as Barbara, and Peter Hawkins and David Graham as the voice of the Daleks. It was written by Terry Nation and directed by Christopher Barry and Richard Martin, two men who I would like to talk to. Um, <laughs> it first aired December 21st, 1963 to February 1st, 1964, and it is the second story of season one of Doctor Who. And you thought we we had all the story notes last time? Think again, because the fine folks over at TARDIS Wikia have provided us with a little more. Indeed, they have. Yes, like I said last time, I, I kept some of the story notes aside that I knew were specifically for these episodes. Now, this obviously, this was a story that launched Dalek Mania, and the Daleks were such a hit. The ratings, for example, went from 6.9 million viewers for episode one to 10.4 million oh viewers wow. for episodes six and seven. For episode six. Yes. <laughs> 10, 10 million, million people watched people. that. That cave scene. Yes, we will talk in depth on that in a second. Ugh. But the Daleks were such a hit that they appeared in stories for each of the next five seasons. So the first five seasons of Classic Who, every season had a Dalek story. I mean, you hit ten, almost 10 and a half million viewers. Yeah. You got to. You throw them yeah. in everything. It's, that's right. Whoa. Hey, we're making mac and cheese. Good. Put Daleks in. Yes, absolutely. Throw them in there. What would you like in your tea, Daleks? <laughs> uh, and, and not only that, but the success of the Daleks was the proximate cause for Terry Nation's financial success, obviously, because his agent, bless her, had cunningly negotiated Nation's co-ownership of the Daleks. Nice. The ramifications of this deal on the history of Doctor Who are difficult to overstate. Indeed, though agents are usually unknown and uncredited workers... This deal was known to have been negotiated by future British television legend and studio boss, Beryl Virtue, mother of Sue Virtue, who also happens to be the mother-in-law of <laughs> none other than Stephen the Moffat. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. That's crazy. That's insane. That is crazy. John, last time we talked, you were uh, raving about 
some of the music yes used in this story well the music from this story was actually reused in several stories uh the rescue the daleks master plan the ark and the very first patrick Troughton story the power of the daleks good they should they should just keep using it today I can't remember the name of the song that I loved so much, but it it started episode five, and I went, good, good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. Um, and come to think of it, I don't remember now where I saw it, um, and I didn't see fit to put it in the news, but there have been some uh, stills from the remastered animated Power of the Daleks released, and everyone is talking about how much better the animation looks. Oh, really? Yes. So wait, they went back and did it again? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. We did. We did. So it looks a little less Flash animation and, you know, like Homestar Runner animated it. Homestar. <laughs> Chuck a check an email. <laughs> oh, God. I love you, Strong Bad. I know. <sighs> it was during the filming of this serial uh, that John F. Kennedy was assassinated, and that the very next day, Doctor Who made its public debut. Crazy, absolutely I insane. I know. I really, I'd be very curious to see like an actual shooting schedule and go. Oh, they were filming, you know, this scene, or it was the day that they did this and this and this in this episode that JFK was assassinated. I'd be very curious to see that. I'm sure that information's somewhere. Yeah, man, that's crazy. But I haven't looked for it. Um. So the uh, the rescue episode seven mm -hmm. is the first episode of Doctor Who in which the dematerialization of the TARDIS is achieved through the in-camera technique of what's called a rollback and mix, huh. which I think is actually a way to also make checks mix. Yes, I, I believe that. I believe that's yeah. true. Uh, this effect was actually extraordinarily difficult in the 1960s, which is why it's only done a few times in the monochromatic era of the program. Mm. Well, but it, it is great. first done. Yeah. <laughs> I like <Yeah>. it. <laughs> and lastly tonight, the creature housed inside the Dalek casing was originally conceived as being somewhat toad or frog-like in appearance with a massive brain uh, <laughs> by, by Raymond Cusick. Yeah. I need, dude, <laughs> where is the concept art of that? Oh, yes. I'd love to see that. Oh my god. I would love to see that. Now, obviously, a small webbed claw is visible in the transmitted story. Uh, the, the full Dalek creature is kept um, tastefully hidden. Mm -hmm. uh, later stories obviously would retcon Dalek mutants to instead live like deformed fleshy octopuses with a number of uneven tentacles instead of fully developed limbs and, and typically one eye. Yeah. I mean, we almost kind of sort of see something that looks like what a Dalek would look like mm -hmm. coming out of the. Uh... The fog there. Oh, is that what it, that was supposed to be? Is that its hand? Um, not the fog coming out of the the swamp. Oh, I'm I took not a picture. Sure. It's down. I I took a picture of it. It's in my visual yeah. effects notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't think that's what they're talking about. Um, they're talking about in the the first half of the story that we watched, where they like yank a Dalek out. Oh, of its yes. and it's wrapped in the the crazy yes. snakeskin jacket. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, there's only one thing left to do before we talk at nauseum about the scene <laughs> that almost made me never want to watch Classic Who ever again. It's time for a world-famous synopsis, Taylor, so take us away. 
All right, the Daleks have the fluid link, and the Doctor and crew must convince the Thals to fight back, jump across caverns, and deal with the Daleks counting down very slowly. In order to save themselves and prevent Scaro from becoming a completely uninhabitable wasteland, can the biped sabotage enough static electricity and throw enough rocks to save the day? Mm -hmm. Only time, lots of time spent traversing scenery will tell. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Rope coming over. That's that's yes, that's our watch out for snakes. There you go. Watch out for snakes. Who said that? Uh <laughs> Taylor, overall feelings here. This was this was definitely um I will say and this this might be a little foreshadowing. Uh good job breaking this up into these two episodes because it was um, unintentional no i think it worked very well because the first part was you know it go we need to go down here explore this we escaped Uh oh we have to go back yeah uh, and then i think we got a lot of cool episode five for me i went oh man well i mean overall feelings um i think as a whole if i'm looking at the story as a whole i think it was still pretty good but Oh boy, did it fall off the table in five, six, and seven? Yes, I will totally agree with that. It was great to round out the story. I still think the story as a whole um, is is good. It obviously has grand historical significance in the history of Doctor Who. Yes, um, and I would say it's worth watching just for that. But yes, I would say five to seven are much weaker episodes than one to four. Ab- absolutely, and I mean before we get to the the pacing <laughs> oh boy taylor as soon as i saw those ropes i knew i was in i knew i was yeah. having flashbacks yep. of, of sitting on my bed after a gallifrey going i'm gonna watch some old doctor who and popping this episode on and being like well never mind <laughs> well i'm glad that did not keep you from watching more of it oh else, absolutely you know um I, our first so we're talking about we got to go back we got to go back to the island and um <laughs> and our first like the first episode i think is great like i i don't know if you know there's not a lot of action going on if anything the the first like i'd say 15 minutes is them trying to figure out how they're going to go back and get what they need and should they ask um these passive people to help them yes i really want to talk about kind of the doctor's approach it was it, it almost it almost felt like uh, at the beginning it was team like the first couple of episodes it was team TARDIS versus the doctor and then this yes. t- this episode felt like Ian versus the rest of team TARDIS and the doctor I completely agree I mean the doctor is openly advocating for the manipulation of the thals mm-hmm. to do to do basically his dirty work yes for lack of a better term. And Ian is standing up and being like, no, that's not right. Yeah. Well, and, but but they also have, it it, it almost seems like they, I think some of them are just like, well, this is where we live now. Um, and Ian says, I think he says something to the effect of, I won't have anyone's death on my hands. And I believe Barbara says, but, oh, well, except the four of us. (laughs) And he's like, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, but I love that whole first that whole first episode or the fifth episode I thought was was really well done. I thought just kind of the conversations they were having 
Um, and then I guess the eventual, did, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Ian is basically the one that convinces them to to go. Actually, no, one of them just says, I'm going to go and I will help you guys, which is just like so weird. He's like, I will go. Nobody else has to go. I'll help you elect a new leader. And then they yeah. go, all right, fine, we'll all go. Yeah, and and sometimes, obviously, with with situations like this, where where you've got a group that doesn't want to do something, um, they may all be thinking, well, really, we probably should do it. It's the right thing to do. But it just takes that one person to go, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do and it. No go, one else has to go. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody else is like, oh, well, he's, <laughs> he's, shoot, if he's going <laughs> to do it, I'll mark it. I'll, mark I'll it. go ahead and do it. Um, yeah. It's quarantine, yeah, baby. I'm going to have editing in the morning. <laughs> it's quarantine. It is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. You know, like you want to do the right thing, but you might die doing the right thing. Uh, you know, well, and, and realistically, look at looking at the Daleks in in hindsight, obviously, as we know the Daleks, there is no being a pacifist around the Daleks. Oh, absolutely not. The Daleks don't care an, an, an iota of your pacifism. Uh, uh, you will be destroyed and it'll just be easier for them. Yeah, absolutely. So so, you know, looking at it from everything we know the there was there was no choice they were there it was going to happen yeah. they were going to have to uh, uh stand up to them and, and fight in one way shape or form absolutely and they you know they eventually decide okay let's go and they they travel into the forest slash jungle whichever you would want to call it one of them gets yeah. eaten by a whirlpool and man did he get eaten up by that whirlpool yeah uh and i will also say he gets eaten by the whirlpool in episode five. And then we continue on with episode five. And the last thing is stay here. We're going to go look at it. End of episode. Yeah. I'm like, no, you end on the guy dying. Yes. But also, because then of course, in episode six, it starts with, you know, your, your minute worth of recap. And we get to basically see him gobbled up again. Yes, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> well, speaking of episodes six, Taylor, Yes. You messaged me this morning and said, I think this is the episode that you reference every time we talk. Well, not every time, not so much anymore, but probably more now because it's prominent in my brain once again. (laughs) And I knew as soon as I saw them get rope, I went, this is the scene. This is for sure. And I had my doubts. I went, well, maybe that was a Dalek story with unit for the second doctor. I don't know, but um, where's my first note when I go, it's happening. I'm remembering now <laughs> they all have rope. And then I wrote, Oh my God, they're in a cave and they're tying ropes to things. This is it. <laughs> yeah. So I jokingly said I was going to, uh, time the scene, the, uh, what do we even call this scene in podcastica lore? Oh, I, the pacing I scene. Yeah, the cave scene. The I mean, cave pacing scene. As much as as much as we do love stories with caves in them, there's no goblins in this one. No, there's not one star for sure. One star for sure. One star, no goblins. No goblins. Go watch Hellier. It's better than this. Uh, yes. Well, yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. this scene. At least they would have uh, been like over seven minutes of tying ropes and jumping. Let's cut half of this. If nothing else, better lighting. <laughs> 
Yes, that too. This is a very episode six is a very dark episode, and I don't mean spooky. I literally mean it's hard to watch because you can hardly see things. Yes, I will say I did enjoy what they were trying to do with the cave set. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a um, if you go down to my set design pictures, there's something that I don't know if you've ever seen the. Um, I believe it's the Tonight Tonight video from Smashing Pumpkins. It's oh, very yes, stylistic. Yes, not in a long time, but I know I I remember it. Kind of looks like this. Kind of reminds it, me of that yeah, style. I, I can totally see that, and I I will give the set design a lot of credit because yes, they're traversing a lot of scenery, but I have to remember that it's all built on a soundstage. Yes, absolutely. So if if I'm sitting there and they are like tiptoeing their way through a swamp, I got to remember they're actually on a soundstage, yeah, and. I'm I'm believing the fact that they're tiptoeing through a swamp. So yes. kudos to that. Oh, absolutely. Big thumbs up to that. That that the problem does not lie there. The, no, the problem lies. So I jokingly said I was going to take a stopwatch to this scene when it happened. Yeah, and I was. I think I told Taylor I was very generous. Um, I didn't start the timer on the scene until Ian tied the rope around himself. When I should have started it was when I think he says, we're going to have to jump, mm-hmm. or even before that. And I think that would have added about two to maybe three minutes onto the total time. Oof. Oof. At least. So my one of my notes is, oh, my God, this is maddening. Mm-hmm. And, oh, we threw a bad rope throw in the scene. I, that You know what? Th- that's what got me, I think, the worst, the very first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, now we're making mistakes and we have to throw it over again. Yep. Um, so, yeah, this is indeed the scene. Um, basically, Ian ties the rope around himself. He goes, it's fine. You just jump and then untie it and rope coming over, send it back, tie it. And they showed every single person in, I think, this five-person team yep. untie the rope, tie it, jump, then even go behind this fate, this wall to where they would be safe untie the rope, throw it back, tie it. They, every single person. Yep. Like we get it after the second person, maybe even the first. Yeah. And so the very first scene, it clocked in at two minutes and 41 seconds. Then we cut to Barb. Uh, I'm sorry, to, um, uh, to Susan and, um, and the doctor. Right. Cause they're already in the Dalek base. If I'm not mistaken, or yeah. they're almost in. They're already hanging out there. Yeah. Then we cut back. And the second scene, which I will say, the drums used to build tension when the last guy was like, oh, I don't know if I want to. And then he ultimately falls. Yeah, because he was kind of our, our pessimistic fall. Yes. Um, right? I thought the, the drums to build tension was great. I thought that mm-hmm. was perfect. Um, but that second scene totaled four minutes and 29 seconds. Wow. Which clocks in at seven minutes and 10 seconds, and like I said, I was being generous. So it could have been another, say, two and a half, three minutes longer. Yes. Your typical Doctor Who episode is about 23, 24 minutes long. Yes. So you're looking at probably 47% of the episode was spent in a cave, jumping, in a cave, jumping across. Tying ropes. Um, I, I submit to the jury that we didn't need episode six at all. Uh, I, I, I think the jury finds in favor 
of John. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we Excellent. Will there we go. Yes. Oh, man. That makes me laugh like Susan. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, boy. That's right. That's how I was laughing watching this scene. <laughs> no like a maniac. Now, there is, there is there's something else that happens, I think, before the cave scene, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes, it is before. Um, but it is in episode six. And I, God, I don't remember the name of the Thal, like Garrettus or something. And he literally says to Barbara that it's like some sort of reference to your culture. I will say ladies first. Yes. And I was like, wait, what? Hold on. Did did I miss like a reference to ladies first, like somewhere else in the first four parts of the story, five parts of the story? Like there's no reason this guy would know about this unless they specifically talked about it because they're Thals on Scaro. The dishes are clean. Thank you, dishwasher. And um, I literally went to the Doctor Who like episode transcript site. Yes. Brought up this story and started searching the word ladies. The word ladies appears once in this entire <laughs> seven part story. And, and it is there. when this dude makes this ladies first reference that he couldn't possibly make. Wow. And I'm, 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 at a loss i'm at a complete loss goodness as to how this could possibly be happening maybe that was for us (laughs) some people uh, say that like that wasn't for us that was for i can't remember who said that there's like i don't know there's a movie and it was like a kid's movie and like adults are like that's dumb and it's like well that wasn't for us that was for children so something like that so maybe this line was not for it was for the audience it wasn't you know it was just like oh haha i don't know whatever i i will submit to the jury that uh uh we don't need it and we should strike it from the record all right (laughs) there you go is it sustained is that there is sure why not i I just i have to get my one gripe about this completely glaring impossibility there was another point in the story where i did write down the note um well it was like dalek shouldn't have long monologues oh god no there was no, one one part where it was like now we will explain what the neutron bomb will do and i was like no don't it'll take too long and it was only actually a sentence so that was fine no but but even worse when they like cut the static electricity and they're losing power and like that one last dalek is like I don't know, reaching out sort of. Oh, with please its, help us. We uh, we will not, its, the Daleks will not survive or something like that. And, 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 his, and his eye stock goes like straight I, up. I have a note on that. I've never seen that. I have never seen that either. And it, it is, I really, I, I kind of want to go back in and get a screen cap of that as our, as our episode. Please arc. do. It's, it's kind of off-putting actually. It is. There's something just. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I hate to make it sound phallic, but it is a little bit. It is a little bit, but also it's just kind of like that, you know, like at least when a Dalek dies, it's like it's eye stock just kind of goes bloop and falls over. This right. was almost and, like it was tr- like the Dalek inside was trying to get out. Oh, like, ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah. That is kind of, I was like, uh, oh, yeah. This is disturbing. Yeah. 
It was it's a it was a very weird scene. But yeah, man, this this rope cave scene is just maddening. I if anybody wants to like thinks I'm I'm out of line here, just go watch it. <laughs> it's it's so long. And I mean, yeah, they do split it up for I you know, I didn't time how long the scene in between was, but my goodness. I don't think it was super long. No, it I mean, wasn't. You've already, you're, you've already got almost half the episode used just to get through this cave scene. Whoa. <clears throat> but, but yeah, I got through scene. it. I'm still here. I'm ready for more classic. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't have to cut yourself loose. That's true. You know what, though? Let's talk about that. He cuts himself loose. And before they actually do the whole rope thing, they they go, well, it looks kind of deep. Oh, there's some water. Let's see. And he throws it. And yes, it does sound pretty deep. But I feel like that dude free falls for a little while. And even when he cuts himself loose and falls, it didn't seem like like a fall that would murder him. But then I'm like, how much water was down there, you know? Yeah, I mean, maybe it wasn't very deep. Or how many, uh, how rocky was that water? That Well, yeah, there could be that too. I mean, yeah. maybe, he, maybe he just belly flopped really bad. Oh, no. You That's know? never good. Never, ever good. Never good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe we we lived through it. It happened. We sur- we, we survived episode, and we managed to do it before our two hundredth episode. You know what? That's if if it happens, that should be our official podcastica uh, ribbon. Uh, I survived episode six of the Daleks. <laughs> yes, I actually really like that. Oh my gosh, yes, 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 yes. That needs to be a thing. Rope coming through. Yep. Rope, rope coming, coming over. Rope, rope coming over. And that that'll be that'll be on the river. That'll be on the river. <laughs> rope too. coming over. Just do this little like rope like motif. Just a silhouette it. of people passing a rope over a, a cavern. Yep. Oh on goodness. either side of the ribbon and the text in between. Oh my god. Welcome to Ribbon Design One O One. Yeah. Just basically anything anything uh, you could uh, think to say. I, I mean, I, I don't really have a lot else to say. We defeat. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, we'll get to it in the in the Duggan scale. I do have a lot to say now that I think about it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, man, I, I don't when, you know, 10 over 10 minutes of just rope tossing. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of spent honestly uh yeah no i totally get it i i i hate to admit that even though i was watching that scene and paying attention to that scene um i was still working and making lunch and i don't really feel like with that long of a of a a bit of scene chewing i missed much you probably got laundry and made lunch and the scene was still going on uh that's funny (laughs) is you know i I, this was this was towel washing day so yes yes wow was laundry look at that (laughs) <laughs> doctor who you can get stuff done while you watch it. it you know what there are i i won't lie i've heard other people on other podcasts say it there are some episodes of doctor who especially if you've seen them a few times that are great to just have on in the background while you do chores i bet there's nothing wrong with that one i had the mets whatsoever. game on with when this episode was going on yeah see yeah but but let me tell you i had my stopwatch going at the same time so <laughs> I knew I knew what my priority was at that moment. Absolutely. And and oddly enough, I mean, really I almost feel like everything else left to say about this story can be 
you know, contained within our Duggan scale discussion. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we don't really have any final words. Uh, no, although I do find it odd costume wise that at the very end we see the doll, the thals, not the dolls. <laughs> what the? Oh boy. Um, the thals like outfits, they have like these big like polka dots. Yes. On them, and it reminds me a lot of Dalek bumps. And I'm like, I've never seen that before. Weird. Interesting. I wonder if somewhere in Terry Nation's mind, like, there's a correlation between the two. And I, I just, I don't know. Maybe there is. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Here we go. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time Well, we usually do it, you know, as a full episode now. Um, like we said, not a lot going on in the first couple episodes, but boy, oh boy, did episode seven make up for it. Yes. We had a good old-fashioned Dalek fight. We did. And it was absolutely epic. So we're trying to get back into the Dalek base to to gather what we need and, you know, just uh, destroy some Daleks because they're evil. Yeah, they're trying to the set off neutron bombs and poison the water and do all some crazy stuff. Um, well, this fight basically starts off with Barbara throwing a giant rock at a Dalek. Because, you know what? You got to work with the tools you have got on hand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of jumping on Daleks, a lot of hitting them with sticks and stuff. But for me, the best part of this Dalek fight was the dude who came from the ceiling. He's like, ha I'm here. And then he yes. was just, what I thought, was immediately killed by a Dalek, but he overcame his own death to murder a Dalek. <laughs> that is epic right there. Um, and this also had the Dalek with the, the eye stock going straight up in the air being like the most disturbing thing ever. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of smashing, a lot of, oh, kicking of Daleks after they're dead. Yes. Uh, and their lifeless and, and, and tin honestly, can bodies just Daleks just tipped over. Yeah, just tipped over. A lot of destruction here. I yeah. think uh, for this, I'm gonna go with a seven, seven, okay. seven point five around that. Oh, nice, nice. Go yeah, there. I, I was, I was solid seven range. There you go. Um, it was um, honestly after all the tedium of episode six, uh, it definitely felt like that much more exciting oh yeah uh to see daleks getting smashed that's right absolutely (laughs) it was good stuff absolutely good stuff to end to end and they you know we hop on the ship and then our we get hit with something and we're on to the next episode basically pretty much yeah and the, the funny thing is is when i was looking for a story to suggest and came up with the Daleks. I was actually thinking of doing the story after this because it was just a two-parter edge of destruction. Mm. Uh, and the only reason that there is a two-parter is that the original order of, I think 11 episodes got bumped to 13 at the last minute. And they were like, Oh crap, we got to come up with one more story. Oh wow. And so they came up with edge of destruction. There you go. And it's, and it's only a two-parter right after a seven harder which should have been a six (laughs) yeah pretty much anyway all right let's uh we got one more one more button here gathering close it's time for the behind the coast (laughs) all right giant 
frog creatures eating people, a whirlpool of death, uh, Daleks dying. What do we got here, Taylor? Uh, you know, again, it's it's definitely not scary. There definitely is some death. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's there's no there's no way. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it, it's it's not gory in any sense of the word. It is it is at least in my opinion almost a little comical. Yeah, uh, because it's oh bang you're dead photo negative uh, fall over. Yeah, you know. Uh, but again, you know, I mean, we've got just the pacing. I, I don't think the average kid is going to have a lot of patience. Oh, absolutely not. I barely have the patience. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's no way. So, yeah, it's it's if you've got a kid who's a really hardcore Doctor Who fan and it's like, no, nah, man, this is, this I is got the Dalek to. origin story. I got to see it. Yeah. You know, then, OK, fine. Watch it. But maybe break it up a little bit. Don't try to. Don't yep. try to marathon it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Well, Taylor, episode one ninety nine is done. And yeah. that, that means we're on to episode two hundred. Numerically speaking, if we're gonna do this linearly, yes, yes it is. <laughs> we're on to episode three hundred and twelve. Uh <laughs> God, wouldn't we just absolutely screw with listeners if we had just numbered it? any old way we wanted to <laughs> that would have been awful God. we would have no one would listen to this <laughs> yeah why did you put them all out of, we recorded them all at once over a five month span and then just released them oh. as we saw fit lord but anyway uh episode 200 is next and we after we went off the air i want to say because we have been thinking what are we going to do are we going to do like a I remember when, when we just talk about the history of our podcast, do we, do we do like another best of thing? Do we talk about, I think at one point the, the leader was the, the stories of things that almost happened in Doctor Who. Like there was just a giant running Twitter thread of cool stuff that I think would have just been fun to talk about. Uh, So, you know, for the most part, it was like, "Eh, episode 200, let's just. Let's just have it be a lax episode. And then I, <laughs> for some reason, I believe it was after, was it after the last episode or the episode before? Uh, I think episode before. Uh, you know, after we're done recording, we kind of hang for a minute on the call. And then I said to Taylor in the middle of him uh, exhaling, I said, we should do war games. So episode 200 201 and 202 we are covering war games in three parts yep uh we figured we would just bring bring the thunder bring bring the noise if you will by uh episode 200 celebration grand extravaganza basically yes so (laughs) we're gonna watch the war games uh i'm very excited about this i'm glad we are tackling it not as one full episode Oh, good Lord. I'd even pitched doing two episodes five of five episodes each. And you're like, mm, I said, no. let's yeah, let's spread it out. Because th- I mean, uh, Daleks was our test because we've ne- I don't think we've ever actually split up a story over no. two. So, um, I mean, this is 10 episodes. We're going to do three episodes. And I think we will our future selves will thank our past selves. Yeah, so we're going to do episodes one to three. We're going to do episodes four to six and then seven to ten. 
Perfect. Um, and having looked at the synopses for each of the episodes, there's like good breaks in each of these. Like you can kind of treat one to three as a contained story and four to six as a contained story and then seven to 10. Um, that way there's like a good cliffhanger at three and six. Perfect. Kind of the way that we unintentionally had the break with this one at episode four. Right. Um, and, and just reading the synopses. Um, I've, I've never watched this episode, even though I have the commentary from what was it? Who against guns? Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Still haven't listened to that. Um, <laughs> maybe I need to, um, but this sounds like, I mean, like we, when we did, um, Oh God, what was the episode where we had Justin on, uh, uh, keys on when we had keys on on yeah it yeah. was um oh my goodness it was it wasn't even that long ago um, no it wasn't but it was it was the the pat trouton story where he plays two roles oh it was uh, hold on i got it i got it up here he Give wanted me. to say the greatest man in the world i'm like no 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 it's a dosagi's commercial no uh the 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 enemy of the world thank you enemy of the world that's what it was i knew the of the world part <laughs> um like that episode was i mean that was grand there was some amazing stuff. Yeah. They did that story and reading the synopses of the war games, just, it seems like, it seems like in, in Pat Trouton's era, they were just like shooting for the stars every single time. Love it. As they, like, as they were they just should like, have. like, we need to make this, this just grand and freaking epic as possible. And it sounds like they do it with the war games and I can't wait to dive into it. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm super excited for this. Uh, I hope uh, all of our listeners are very excited to ring in episode 200 with us. Yeah, um, yeah, it should be uh, should be crazy. So war games. I didn't get to the rest of it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's all it's okay. I mean, uh, it's it's epic enough to talk about. Uh, starring Patrick Troughton as the Doctor, Fraser Hines as Jamie, and Wendy Padbury as Zoe. Uh, it was uh, written by Terrence Dix and Malcolm Hulk. And it was directed by David Maloney. Man, 10 episodes directing. Hats off, sir. Yeah. Goodness gracious. So, um, yeah, that's what we're doing. I hope everybody watches along with us. I'm I'm excited because I feel like, uh, you know, Trouton's my guy. And I haven't, I've never seen, I've not seen one episode of this. I mean, I've seen all of the regeneration scenes. So I have seen, I know, spoilers, what happens. But, uh, of course, I mean... Yeah, it makes sense. But anyway, I'm excited. Me too. All right. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. And you can also head on over to SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the NOTLG. Uh, you can support us on notlg.spreadshirt.com or patreon.com slash notlg. But, I mean, again, go support your friends who are artists. Retweet them. Per- uh, purchase stuff from them. Get the word out for them because, you know, no one's wearing a mask. So <laughs> we're going to be here for a while still. Unfortunately. Yeah. But, I mean, you will be here with us next week for episode 200 where we talk about wall games. Which uh, Mike will get my little little reference there. But okay. Hi, Mike. Um, All right. So that is it for us this week. And we'll see you for episode 200. See ya. Uh, 
Um, and John, mark time because I think I'm about to sneeze. Oh. <laughs>